When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to Two Goalies, One Mike, episode 145, brought to you by... Where am I playing? Or over in the corner, Fatty Beer Company, Western New York's premier market and tap room. Over uh, over three different uh, over three hundred different beers to choose from at seven different Western New York locations. One uh, open from eleven thirty a.m. till ten thirty, and later p.m. every single night, seven days a week. And of course, one of Western New York's only both kid and dog friendly bars. Live music, entertainment, trivia nights, often at all of their locations. Please make sure you go check them out. Go check out uh, their uh, 24 Beers of Christmas Advent Calendar. Absolutely <laughs> great work there from the boys over at Fatty Beer Company. Uh, and make sure you go support whoever's behind the pine. Uh, if you bring your dog, they'll be sure to give you a dog treat. They always do with mine. So, And, of course, Buffalo Logo Apparel, Buffalo's best spot for all of your Sabres, Bills, Bandits, and Bisons leads, as well as other local companies they support. All the apparel that you could ask for, hats, shirts, hoodies, they have the works there. Make sure you check them out. Um, I actually right here have the Buffalo NHL Shield Trucker hat ball cap Sick. there. I know. That you can get that right at buffalogo.com. Um, or Fatty Beer Company hoodies at any Fatty location. Love this hoodie. Super comfy. Um, but make sure you get over there, check them out. They just came out their blue collar line as well as brother bill has in a collaboration with uh, Buffalo go right now as well. So a lot of great stuff. Uh, we always post their links. So always keep an eye out for that. Um, producer Steve making his triumphant return to two goalies. One Mike, it's been a minute, buddy. How have you been? I've uh, been living the dream, man. Uh, just happy to be living on the West side instead of in the South towns, not a lick of snow where I'm at. Yeah. I hear uh, <laughs> um, the South towns got hit like really, really hard. Oh yeah, it's 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 in a mid-season form already, and it's not even December. It's gonna be uh, I think <laughs> uh, I'm just reading these uh gargalant comments. He thought I was Coley for a split second. Uh, <laughs> no, I, Coley you know, is on hiatus, a uh, much deeper hiatus than, of course, producer Steve. But um, he is still part of the show, just uh, always busy. So uh, unfortunately, too busy for us. But you know, we're here. Uh, Predict the most up-to-date Sabres on NHL news. Absolutely. 
Which, so, uh, I mean, the big uh, hot ticket item for today. Well, well, before we get into that, uh, the first news we got first thing this morning, I know what we're supposed to be here to talk about, of course, what's the title in the episode. But, of course, let's talk about it. Patrick Kane signs with the Detroit Red Wings. Um, a team that kind of came into the fold like the last 48, 72 hours. Yeah. Um, I don't really think that anybody fully like expected them to be in, in, in like, I mean, it makes sense. I think that's a good Iserman move. Um, that's mm-hmm. definitely a move I would see Steve Iserman making. Um, I bet you uh, Debrinkat being there has a big part of that decision. Um, yeah. For sure. So, uh, I, I thought Florida for it was it was between I think I think it was down to us Florida and Detroit um, would have loved to have been a fly in the room uh, between Pat and his agent just to know what exactly why it came down to why it ended up being Detroit really and what happened with because it seemed like Buffalo had so much steam for such a while there. Yeah, I mean. That could have just been a talk to uh, juice the market. That could have been some genuine interest. We'll never really know. We weren't in the room. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, my, my dad's an old-school Hawks fan, so he was a little bit salty to see uh, Patrick Kane go to a former division rival. That, uh, that that rivalry does still run deep with some of the older heads. And, you know, he's old. He's upwards of 70, so he's seen a lot of that brooding for quite some time. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think the price tag that Detroit was able to offer definitely put that offer at a little bit higher esteem than a team like maybe Florida or even like a a more cap-constrained contender that could probably barely offer him a mil, a mil and a half, despite his pedigree as, you know, pretty much a no-brainer dude's going to be in the Hall of Fame. But he is coming off a you know, a very intense surgery that very few, if basically no players have come back from to be, you know, even close to a hundred percent. So, you know, there's definitely risk involved, but, you know, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be upset to make a 2.75 mil before the 35th birthday. I know I I was, I was surprised because I know I tweeted it out a couple of weeks ago, but I, I had some pretty solid information that, Buffalo was one of the only teams offering a multi-year deal, which probably was pretty appealing to Pat. But um, another reason I think maybe it came down to Detroit is that keeps him a little closer to Chicago, right? Where he has his family. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I, I imagine that probably played into it too. Not that Buffalo wouldn't have been an ideal spot. I wonder if the kind of downslide the Sabres have been in and the inconsistency they've been in uh, might have played into his final decision. Um, I don't can't, know. Can't imagine it would have helped. Um, yeah. You know, but you know, it's, it's tough to say. Um, but I do think it is ultimately a decent addition for Detroit. You know, it does add some of that depth scoring that, you know, for a team like theirs, where much like Buffalo, they're putting a lot of eggs in the baskets of young studs that are going to hopefully one day right. develop into elite players. Uh, it gives you a little bit of insurance in that, uh, in like a middle to bottom six role that like you've got a guy that you know can feed somebody for a pretty goal here and there, regardless of how quick he might be on the puck still or how uh, admittedly how much he can be a little bit of a liability, you know, back checking 
if he back yeah. checks. No, no disrespect, but yeah, his defensive numbers are not are not going to be what makes him a Hall of Famer. But I, I, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's a poor taste to say. But no. yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it, the same reasons that it would have made sense for Buffalo. It makes slightly more sense for Detroit, just because I also just don't think, as far as offensive pipe prospects go. I just don't think Detroit's pipeline is quite as stuffed to the gills as Buffalo's is. Yeah, I mean, we just now called up Kulik and Rosé, and we've been clamoring that for that for weeks. And they, uh, and, there's and the Matt Savoy of it all. There's all these kids that are like, could potentially be those fringe guys that just show up one day and are just knock the fucking pants off somebody. You know, the, the list I, is basically and, endless. Another thing, too, is they um, – you know, we talk about Kulik. I mean, he it makes his debut and possibly one of the worst showings this team has had all season against uh, New Jersey, which was oh yeah. Um, and then he's healthy, scratch the very next game. Which, granted, it ended up being a victory. Which you know, it worked out. I, I don't know how much more I can stomach this eleven and seven stuff. Uh, eleven forward, seven defenseman. Um, yeah, I mean, oh. if it were yeah, if it were me, I probably would have just let Samuelson take a night off if he was still like a questionable game time decision. Especially with Yoki Haru, like no longer. I think he was just like out sick. I don't even think he yeah. was injured. I think he just had like a bad cold or a flu or something. Agreed. So like you know, there's there's really no reason to you know overdo it with him. To be completely honest, so especially yeah. as he, you know, he's not he hasn't completely fallen off the wagon, but he's definitely regressed a bit this year i don't think that's unfair to say either so you know if the kid needs to take a night off because he's a little banged up let him take a night off it's fine you know especially when you've still you're still running with eight defensemen on the team at the time but yeah i mean let's not forget that uh i believe when jj paterka and jack quinn made their debuts and i was at that game it was against tampa bay it was like right after my birthday and they fucking laid an egg it was like six one it was brutal and I just remember, like, just saying to myself in the stands, "JJ deserved better than this." And you know, we all saw, we all know how his career is going so far. Like, he's a couple goals away from matching what he did in his rookie campaign at like game twenty. You know, he only had twelve goals last year. He's already at nine. Uh, he's doing just fine. And people were, I think, people were questioning a little bit: Is he going to be able to be quite as productive with Quinn out of the lineup for several months? And uh, I think he's put to bed that he can be perfectly productive just by himself. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I think rookies having really upsetting starts for their very first game is kind of a Buffalo tradition. I mean, Zach Benson's first game in the NHL was the home opener against New York where the score was flipped 5-1 in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a rough one to be in the building for. That was not a good time. Uh, Jacob Truba gave him a warm welcome to the league with a – Several cross checks, which admittedly did not get called like the one that he got called for the other night. Yo, how about is, that? Before we like, so right. fucking soft. I have, I, I still have a few more thoughts on Pat game before we get to that. Like, how about the fact that Truba was even playing in that game against Buffalo to begin with after he like almost killed a person on the ice? Like, oh, yeah, I, I don't want to joke about a player dying like that because we saw what happened with Adam Johnson over yeah, no. uh, overseas devastating we don't want to like make comparisons or like but the reality of it is like god forbid his helmet would have been off like Trubo could have freaking killed him like he could have yeah. li- literally maimed him ended his career or killed him and like on the heels of what happened to adam johnson why on earth is that just a five thousand dollar fine 
And what league is this that we're giving Jacob Truba the benefit of the doubt that there was yeah. no intent behind that? Yeah. Even if even if he was like even if he is truly trying to get his stick out of the hands of Frederick, if that's what the story is, if that is what the angles are showing some of these people. There's a way to get your stick out of your hand without swinging it directly towards yeah. somebody's head. Like, yeah, that should have been minimum yeah. five games, in my opinion. That's yeah, it's it's fucking absurd. Like put it this way. If he if he if he ended up hurt on the play, is that justified? No, absolutely not. But that's the problem with the Department of Player Safety is it should if, some, if somebody gets hurt, then it's something worth complaining. Then it's worth then it's worth a suspension. Agreed. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I don't want to move on from the Pat Kane thing quite yet. Where would he fit into that lineup in Detroit? Because I know they weren't off to the start they probably wanted to. I'm not sure of their record right now. If you want to take a look at that. But, like, where does he fit into that young lineup? Well, uh, I mean, Detroit's admittedly doing a little better than us in the standings, so they're definitely uh, a, an above 500 team here. Uh, as of today, the lineup, the according to, you know, Daily Face, I'll also take it with a grain of salt, you know, not quite as accurate as maybe, like, a beat writer for Detroit. Deprinkett, Comfort, and Ramond, uh, Raymond, la- line one. Uh, Bergen, Cop, Fabry, line two. You could honestly sub him in there for either one of those guys. Uh, Rasmussen, Valeno, Perron, line three. And then Daniel Sprong, Fisher, and Costin are your uh, fourth line there, which admittedly yeah. is a pretty decent fourth line. I like, I like, I've never had anything bad to say about Daniel Sprong. Dude's a hard worker. If in a perfect world, I'd sub him out for Zemeckis Kurgensons in a heartbeat. Uh, people like to refer to Klim Costin as the Klim Reaper. I think he throws some uh, not quite Cromwall type hits, but he can definitely lay a dude down if he wants to. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think either of those wingers in the second or third line are even a little bit safe. If Patrick Kane wants their spot, it's you're in my seat. Get up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, how much you would do for any any team's power play if healthy? Like I've said it for a while. Like you can say what you want on the ice. Patrick Kane is a winner. He is. You can't deny it. He has three cups, a heart trophy, a con Smythe. He's had success internationally. Like he is a proven winner. He brings three rings to your room. Three an immense amount of playoff experience. He, he's he's scored, he scored game winning Stanley Cup game winning goals. Like, come on. Like that, that guy helps your lineup if he's healthy. Even at 35 years old, if he's 85% of the player he was five years ago, right now. That's still more available than half this lineup right now. It is, in my opinion, it is. Yeah. Like you can talk about defensive, you know, shortcomings all you want. Like, listen, you can't judge a guy off a a season last year where you played almost the entire year hurt with the hip, and the year before that. I mean, let's be real. Chicago was essentially tanking two years ahead of time for Bedard. Like they were yeah. trading key players that Kirby Doc and DeBrincat just named two big ones. Like they're, they're, they they weren't in they weren't in the business of winning, and then you also didn't have Jonathan Tayus playing either because he would he he had taken illness, and just mm-hmm. you know I, I just I can't be sat there and believe that he would be the same player defensively in Buffalo as he or in Detroit now as he was in Chicago or the Rangers when he was hurt, and not to mention with the injury, I'm not saying he's going to be fine, but we, you talk about Nick Backstrom that he's been having hip issues since 2015. It's not like something that just popped up. He had surgery and 
now his career is over. It's an issue that's been nagging him for years, years. Um, he also had, a, I think it was a neck issue as well, too. Like everything kind of maybe corresponds with one another in the body. And, and like I'm not, no doctor, but I'm willing to let the guy play a few games to get his feet underneath him and see how well he does before I started saying, well, that's a waste of money. Because again, 85% of the player he was five years ago is still very, very, very valuable in this, in this, in this league. Yeah. I don't think anyone could argue that, you know, putting him in the place of Victor Olofsson or something would make Buffalo worse somehow. Victor Olofsson, uh, Victor Olofsson has been good. He, he, he has been, uh, he's he has more assists he's, than goals and he has like four or five multi-point games. Yeah, he's he's cheese. He's like four. He has like four yeah. multi-point games. It took it took him a hot minute to get there, but he's uh, beginning to make an impact on the score sheet, which is where he does make an impact. You know, I will admit that it, it's nice to see. You know, and some of those assists, those are actually pretty good heads-up plays. It's not just it bounced off my stick and landed on a Alex Tuck stick or something on the power play. It's no, it's some pretty smart setups. Uh, but yeah. I mean, at this point, it's a, uh, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. I think at the end of the day, I, I, I just think that Detroit, just given their lineup, I think they know pretty full well right now that, you know, they can't try to shore up the defense. They just, they can hope their goaltending holds up. Like right now it's, yep. you know, Alex Lyon's still playing pretty freaking well right now. Vili Huso's pretty hot and cold guy. Sometimes he's really on, sometimes he's really off. So you know, if he's really off, you just got to rub with Lion and hope to God he doesn't get injured. So I think their strategy right now is just to try to outscore all their problems. And ultimately, I just think the philosophy of Buffalo has kind of shifted a little bit from, yes, we would love to outscore all of our problems, but there are going to be teams that we meet up with where that's just simply not an option. Yeah. And we need to have another card to play. And ultimately, I just think at the end, just from a long I guess just for like from a philosophical perspective, if we want to use that kind of phraseology on a hockey podcast, I'm not sure if Kane fits quite as well in Buffalo as he does in Detroit. Albeit both of them are pretty comparable teams, just where they are in their rebuilds, retools, re in their respective visor plans, whatever you want to call it. Agreed. Um, so, another piece know. of news uh, today outside of, uh, of course, what we're here to talk about one last thing. Corey Perry scandal, question mark. Um, not really given a ton of information of why he was put on conditional uh, on waivers with the purpose of terminating his contract, but there's been a lot of rumors. There was kind of put to bed during that press conference, but with the history of what's happened in Chicago, it's I don't think it's something that you can just not talk about. Uh, Corey Perry, you know, for better or worse throughout his career, I think he's been a pretty respected player in the NHL. Uh, at least on the ice. I know, you know, he's a, he's a guy that's played with an edge his entire career. Um, five years ago, he probably would have been a guy you love to have on your team or hate, your, but you hate to play against. Um, your thoughts, not just on obviously the rumors revolving Connor Bedard, but what could this entail? And why do you think everything's just been put, like so quiet on what actually is going on? Well, I think the first thing to say is just, you know, let's be happy that this time around when something fucked up happened in Chicago, they didn't sweep it under the rug and just yes. let business as usual keep taking place. They nearly instantly addressed it by, you know, making them sit a few games. And now they're immediately, you know, while not with 
not well not announcing or telling us explicitly what's going on because it could be anything but whatever it is it's definitely not good uh without getting too specific they're addressing it as soon as humanly possible and getting this person out of their organization so you know a couple clicks for that just yep. for handling this radically different than you have historically again it's, it's impossible to say what this could be you know as it as goofy as it was for a couple days to think that you know Corey perry's pulling a shorzy and wheeling connor bedard's mom or maybe connor bedard's mom's wheeling him no it's, it's probably it's probably not true i'll tell you i feel bad for connor but the memes man the memes have been great <laughs> I, I i mean i i think it's just like it couldn't have happened to a worse kid like, yeah, he's, you know, like yeah, he, he's the face of the league right now. Like he's going to, you know, he's like, you know, pick it up, you know, the torch is being passed from, you know, the Crosby's and Ovechkin's of the game to guys like, you know, Connor Bedard and, you know, years prior guys like right. McDavid, you know, eventually the torch gets passed and like, he's going to be the it kid for the next decade or more. So, I mean, yeah, obviously it makes sense that he's going to be the centerpiece of whatever rumors are unfolding, but what what's probably the reality is probably just something pretty fucking bleak. Uh, I, I like that they're giving Corey Perry the opportunity to, you know, whatever this might be, let him say it to the world. If he ever wants to say it, whatever the hell this I imagine is. It pro- he Re- probably won't make it public because yeah, we, we listen, we consider it speculate a lot. Yeah. Uh, what it was um we can believe we can choose to believe the rumors revolving bedard um we can choose to believe the worst of the blackhawks because of the past but the reality of it is the new face of the nhl is playing on that team um you know it, you know sid the kid isn't going to be in the in the league for much longer i think his his years are starting to dwindle you know or however long he decides to play in the nhl at the very least uh, Connor McDavid is still the, the present face in the NHL, but Connor Bedard is going to be right there with him. And what kind of bugged me is they let that rumor fester for 24 hours, more than 24 hours before, like they called some type of press conference. Like I understand you had to do like your internal investigation, but protect your franchise player, like because that's an embarrassing thing. Literally, you have to imagine, man. Like I hope he doesn't spend any time on social media. But you have to imagine, man. Yeah, he, you know, his inbox is full with people spouting off, saying ridiculous things, uh, sending memes. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, protect your protect your number ninety eight. Like, that shouldn't have went as long as it did, and it's not fair to him to allow this to go on as long as it did. Because regardless of what happened, even if the rumors were true, it's not Connor Bedard's fault. Like, wh- wh- why? Why is he being subjected to this? Like, at the end of the day, they should have been nipped in the butt immediately. They should have been said, hey, the rumors aren't true. They should have been done at, like, noon yesterday. The rumors are not true. We are, like, you know, I know they made their little statement but uh, about Corey Perry, but you got to protect your franchise player. You got to protect the face of the NHL um, because you don't want him to lose respect for management. You know what I mean? Like you don't want a young kid like him to already start losing respect for the people that run the organization. And they have a very short leash, in my opinion, like the shortest leash of any organization in the National Hockey League. So 
a kid like yeah. that, you want to do everything you can to protect him. And I just think they, they sold him short here. Yeah, a little bit, but to be a little bit of a devil's advocate, it's that's a very hard allegation to refute while also not having to overtly address it. You know, how do you find in a corporate professional way to say there are allegations going around that one of our veteran players was intimate with one of the family members of one yeah. of our star players? Like that would be an insane thing for a team of the league to have to release. Yeah. And I get you know, it's since, you know, so maybe it was more like the, I'm not going to dignify that with a response sort of thing, but at the end of the day, you kind of had to, which is what you did today, you know, and there were plenty of Chicago beat writers who were just going just, yeah, obviously guys, these rumors are 100% false. Keep up, keep it moving. But it was like, yeah, I, I, I think it was just the, uh, the on its face value of just, just being, you know, just kind of a goof that, you know, as with anything on the internet, people took way too far. Yep beat the dead horse and just wouldn't let it go. And to the point that it had to be a whole presser uh, where it's like, yeah, no, he's being let go for much different reasons. This is not the reason, but yeah, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I, again, in my opinion, there had to have been a better way to just protect the kid. Um, you know, we kind of joked about it in our group chat you know, take the under on shots on goal tonight for Connor Bedard because there's possibly no way his head's going to be in the game, whether 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 it's true or false. Um, you have to imagine that's kind of weighed on him a little bit, just all the bullshit that's been transpired over, for over 24 hours now. You know, actually, I think he's going to score five goals. You think so? I think this, I think this is going to piss him off so much that he's Get just going to fucking decimate whatever team they're playing tonight. He just, like, like Gretzky, Circa, like – 87 just, a, 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 just a pair, goes out there and blows the blow, you know blows. he's gonna do a pair of michigans he's he's than that away he's gonna do some like bizarro knock it off the fucking goalie mask and then just pop it through the five hole as it bounces right at his feet kind of nonsense yeah just like some goofy like harlem globetrotters hockey version plays tonight I, I feel I honestly feel like this is gonna light a fire under his ass where it's like I'm not a fucking joke and I'm about to show you how I'm just gonna make every one of your favorite players look like a joke tonight. I could absolutely see this just being like, nah, fuck that. I'm just I'm I'm just gonna go run them up. Yeah, right. I, I uh who knows? I mean we'll see. Like I I I, I said I, I Connor Bedard's a very exciting player to watch. Oh um, yeah. I can't remember the last time I looked at him. He was already he was on pace for like over fifty goals this season, which again is insane. Yeah, disgusting. Disgusting. Absolutely. At eighteen years old, I think he's on that, or nineteen on that team, no less. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Well, here's the thing: uh, up until this Corey Perry thing, like they've done right by him. Like you know, mm -hmm. what I mean, you filled that team with veteran leadership, like at the time Corey Perry, Nick Foligno, amongst others. Like you have Taylor players. Yeah, Taylor. Let's not talk about. It. I don't want to. <laughs> Well, um, his, well, his knee's injured, so you know. Yeah, but uh, like, like, uh, I, I just for me, it's like they, they, they did it right. They almost did it the same way when they brought in Kane and Teus. Like, you know what I mean? They surrounded them with veterans so they could succeed. And you know, I wish we've seen a little bit more from that from Buffalo. Like, I know we want to depend more on the youth of this team, but at the end of the day, like, I thought you could have used a little bit more veteran talent than what we already had in, in, on the team. Rather than you went and signed Eric Johnson, who great on the blue line, yes, but 
I don't know. I just, I feel like the best way to develop young players is to do the way now what Chicago was attempting to do for a second time with Bedard, you know, what um, Tampa did back when they drafted Stamkos and Hedman, you know, for years, like what Colorado did uh, when they took in Landis Cog and drafted McKinnon. So all, like all these teams that really built through the draft, but also surrounded their teams with just, you know, veteran players who have made deep playoff runs and know what it takes to win. I, I just always thought, I just, I wish I would have seen a little bit more of that in Buffalo. Um, you can still let the kids play while at the same time, bringing in guys who know how to win, whether it's not, whether it's Patrick Kane or not, you know what I mean? There's one total Stanley cup ring in that locker room right now. Yeah. That's a little grim. Uh, they once again brought up the stat that, uh, Jeff Skinner's almost played a thousand games and still has not once played in the playoffs. Like, come on. That might be like a record, right? Like, I mean, it's gotta be somebody else, but like a thousand games never make the playoffs. Yeah. That's, that's fucking insane. It's literally insane. How about the fact that Jeff Skinner is going to do it the same season as Kyle Ocposo? And, I mean, Ocposo is how much older than him? Five years, easy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's impressive, man. Like, Skinner's always healthy. You know, he's always contributing. Like, he's always producing. With that Making one exception under, under under Kruger, like, he has lived up. He is, I mean, some might disagree with me that he hasn't lived up the contract, but I say he has. Oh, like, yeah. And at this point. Oh yeah, no. At this point, there are so many worse contracts around the league than nine million for Jeff Skinner. Obviously, at the time, it, it again. We've I've labored on this one to death. Like they didn't like it would have been a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation for Botterill at the time. Like he was the first like spark of life on that team that had Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt and just kept getting fucking just housed just middle, not even middle of the pack, like bottom 10 year in and year out when you're supposed to have like this new face of the franchise. And he comes to town and absolutely lights it up and you're just going to let him walk away. They would have fucking crucified him. They would have killed the man. It just wouldn't have been, you just couldn't have gotten away with it. So I, I completely understand why they did it. You know, I mean, and especially the year before he did get signed to that big deal, he put up 63 points, which was yeah. a match for his career high from two prior seasons. And at 40 and then, he, and then he signs the fat deal. Yeah. So, like, again, I, I while obviously he may not be a $9 million player, I completely understand the circumstances that led to it being the way that it is. And I think at the end of the day, you know, we haven't – fully gotten our money's worth but we've definitely gotten more than many naysayers have expected in this time and i mean yeah last year fucking 82 points he was lights out last year 18 right now he's still pretty close to a point per game he's he hasn't slowed down in a, a second it's yeah he's doing leading goal scorer on the team right now you know, just barely above JJ Paterka, which again, I can never say enough good things about JJ Paterka. I know how much you love JJ. And I you're one, of the, you're one of the few guys in Buffalo that have his Amherst jersey, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be wearing that next Tuesday, ironically, when uh, Kane may make his debut with the Wings. They're saying he's going to play, uh, was it tomorrow night? Oh, I, 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 didn't... I heard, I, I, didn't, I didn't read that. But I read it in a group chat, and I don't know why somebody would send. It. I mean, it could be a lie. I don't know. I found that kind of surprising, seeing as like he hasn't yeah, practiced yet. Yeah, I mean, I saw he had registration pending. So yeah, I figured they'd want him to practice a smidge. 
you know. With yeah, some, I mean, I, that could have been wrong. I, I don't know. Get, you better look into that right now get, before get we get some, to Devin Levi. Yeah, get some skates. Uh, yeah, it could be possible. I think right now, you know, before he actually, like, connects with the team, it'd kind of be hard to say whether or not he's going to, like – and I mean, before this podcast even started, it wasn't until like 45 minutes before the show that the team themselves finally confirmed with like an it's official tweet. He's yeah. a he's a Red Wing. So like for eight to ten hours today it was just Elliot Friedman and some other people said he's yeah, signing with the Red Wings. And Kaplan, it was like, amongst other yeah, Cap- writers, yeah, you, you yeah, have every right to believe. I mean, like that. Yeah, they you have every reason to there. believe that that's true, but you always like yeah. to see it from the team themselves to get like mm-hmm. the full story here. So let's hit the peanut gallery here before we get to Devin Levi. Um, I would have been excited to have Pat Kane in the lineup, but silver lining is it opens a roster spot that that's about it for me. Tage, uh, Tage and Quinn coming back. Yeah. That's again, um, some big things to be really uh, uh, excited for. You know, I, I initially, we thought we heard significant time, uh, with the Tage injury, we thought that, you know, you're thinking like two months, it could be a month or less. And then Quinn was kind of expected back by what? Mid and December, January. Yeah. He's still right on track. Yeah. So practicing with the team again. Yeah. So I, I, my, my hope is end of, end of by just be right by the new year is my hope for Quinn. At least yeah. the so, uh, and obviously now with what we are obviously all here to talk about, um, Devin Levi was, uh, recently sent, uh, earlier today, not recently, earlier today, Devin Levi was loaned to the Rochester Americans, a team that you follow pretty, uh, pretty passionately as well. Um, how is he going to fit in there? Um, cause we know we saw he was really uh, fitting in well with the boys here. Um, you know, growing strong relationships, you know, adapting to the culture that has been built here in Buffalo. Um, hopefully going forward, a, a, like a winning culture, no matter who's in that, let's be real. Um, do you, do you fault Devin Levi for getting sent down to Rochester or do you more so fault the team for not putting him in a better position to win or be, that shouldn't say win, but be more successful to maybe their, the, the standards that were expected of him. Well, I think he and Comrie have both said that they enjoy trial by fire. They just like to get thrown into it. Yeah. So I think with that kind of like bold confidence from such a young raw, raw talent like Devin Levi that, you know, maybe, maybe the uh, management's core, the coaching staff, maybe they, you know, bought in on that confidence and that swagger too. It's like, maybe this kid really could exceed every expectation. Maybe he could be the one twenty-one year old that skips the AHL. And again, you know, there were some games where he wasn't at his best, but there were also some games, much like with Comrie, much like with UP, much like with every goalie that's come through here in the better part of a decade, where the team in front of him just straight up laid him out, hung him out to dry. So, you know, there are definitely some games where it's, yeah, maybe a more experienced goaltender with more time under his belt could have made that save. And then there are some times where it's like you've got five people standing and watching one player undress your entire skating core to just pick his spot uncontested constantly. That's where, that's where it gets, it gets difficult for me because I personally think he is ready for the NHL. People are going to disagree with me because I think athletically he's, he's there. I I don't think there's any disproving his, his athleticism, maybe not for the workload, 
I think that we've had him on the show. You were with you are, I believe you were with us when we had him on. Um, listen, that kid is about as mentally strong as they come. Like the amount countless comparisons to Ryan Miller that we've seen. And I'm not saying that he doesn't need the AHL. Any kid his age needs the AHL. Like he wasn't a first overall pick. Like very rarely do you see guys, especially goaltenders at his age, come right out of college hockey and go right in the NHL, like you said. So the AHL will help him 100%. Just, just by the very fact that the second he is eligible to play, um, he'll immediately be playing, you know, multiple times a week. You know, oh, yeah. he's not Without going a doubt. waiting one one start every eight, eight or nine or ten days. You know what I mean? And a three-goalie rotation. It's going to help him for sure. But – do I think the situation would have been different if you just had your two goalies set in stone to start the season and didn't have this three goalie nonsense? I think it could have been better for Devin hundred percent. I, I, yeah. I do. And I think it could have helped you and you address the real issues in the off season, which we've talked about. I don't know how many times on this show, just a lack of defensive defensemen on this team. Like Eric Johnson's nice and all, but he's in his late thirties. Like, he is what he is. He's, you know, he's not going to log you 20 plus minutes a night. You're not going to have Eric Johnson out there against the premier competition, the premier players in the NHL. Like, you know, you want guys out there, somebody out there with Owen power, maybe like Ryan Johnson. Now, granted, he's going to make mistakes as a rookie, but like you want guys out there with them that are going to much like the way Samuelson was last year with Darlene, a guy who's going to take his responsibility seriously and is on their own end. And they're going, and they're going to, and guys like Dalian are going to benefit because they're going to be able to do more offensively because they have a guy that's solid on the opposite side of the blue line. Owen Power hasn't had that. He might still not have that. I don't know. We can't really try and put that much on a Ryan Johnson, as good as he is. Like he's still going to make mistakes. He has made mistakes. But the thing of it is, he's shown so many flashes of, of, of greatness so far in his young career and just smart plays and heads up hockey that you're willing to take the good with the bad, the bad with the good, the good with the bad. I, uh, but what really still bugs me, and this goes back to the coaching, is how is it that these guys are still playing so unaware in their own end, especially below the faceoff dots? That's what bugs me about this move. It's not that I say I don't think he needs it. I think he's going to benefit from it. But I don't think we ever had to really get here because I think if you would have really addressed these issues in the offseason – this team could have been better off for it, even with the goaltenders they've had. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a tough situation playing three goalies because it's pretty difficult for one guy to find the rhythm when, you know, it's kind of a game Agreed. of musical chairs. You know, one guy each night, you know, no one really gets to, you know, if it wasn't for UPL standing on his head a few times this year already, I don't think any, you know, they would have made this decision to ultimately give him an increased workload. But I do, But I do agree that, you know, yeah, I, I don't think anyone that's watched Devin Levi play is going to try to say the kid does not have talent. He does have so much raw talent. But again, it is just raw in youth. And I think ultimately it's not that he's not ready. It's just that he needs to get those reps. And the fun thing about playing for the Rochester Americans is, one, he is the clear de facto starter by a mile What's it, uh, Devin Cooley and Dustin Tokarski? I don't think he's going to have to sit around waiting for his turn in net. I think the situation might be, if it's not a back-to-back, 
I'm in the fucking net. That net is mine. And the and the other fun part is the Rochester Americans play a very fast and loose style, much like Buffalo, but they are profoundly worse defensively. So he will be facing 40 shots every night, bare minimum. And that's not an exaggeration. Just the other night, I think their goaltender faced nearly four. I, I think it was 49 shots. Like this is not hyperbole. Like I'm being serious. 35 to 40 shots every night. Yeah. So if you want to give him reps, getting shot on by pros night in and night out, I would much rather it happen now in Rochester where the stakes are a lot lower because a couple bad weeks in the NHL this year, that could be the season. That could be the 13 year drought. That could just be another year where you could have come so close and just missed it by a point or two. We can't fucking do that again. Respectfully, there's too much on the line, and I'm sure he'll be part of the equation moving forward. You know, just give him a couple months in Rochester. With all likelihood, Eric Comrie's going to get hurt again anyway. So just bring him right up. up. <laughs> bring him right back. Just bring him right the fuck back up. Dustin Katarski comes back from Jacksonville, the backup Cooley. We're fine. Like, yeah. you know, and all's right with the world. But, you know, let's give Comrie a minute to see if he can be a bona fide backup. If he is, that's great. You can stay the course, or you could try to move him to a team who is desperate for someone to stop a fucking puck. After, yes, Edmonton, for just about anybody who's trying to leave Edmonton, or perhaps to Calgary for anyone who's trying to leave Cal or any number of different teams with, with goaltender issues. Horrible goaltender issues. I agree. Issues. I agree. Or I, you know, PL has absolutely earned his spot in that. Yeah, but sure. I don't. Think, I, I think that I don't think I'm. I think that we could be looking at a very Omar Swayman esque situation for a few years here between Levi and uh, and UPL. And I'm not nothing against UPL because I think he's played outstanding. Um, we just need to make sure that this, much like we've seen him in the past, again, I say it with discretion, like be consistent. I don't want to see two or three stinkers after this be consistent like you have been because we've seen him go on like stretches where he's been great. And then you see those stretches that make the fans, not these fans, not me, because I, I, I know he's a good goaltender. I know he's an NHL goaltender. He's showing it right now, but we've seen these same fans who are signing this stupid apology form now. Um, you know, Oh my God, like, you know, get Levi to Rochester, this, that, and the other. It's like, it's like UPL has always been this goalie. You remember like when he first came in, did his first start with his team, he was maybe a year older than Devin Levi. And like, yeah. you need to give them both the same benefit of the doubt. Like I always thought UPL, even if it wasn't going to be a Buffalo, he was an NHL caliber goaltender. And at the very least, a very, very good backup. Um, I still think he is. And but I also do think that Devin Levi is the future of this team down the road. You know, once he is full steam ready to go uh, to be the guy, the workhorse for the Buffalo Sabres and that, whether that's next year or the following. But I think right now between him and UPL, we have a very good situation going forward in that. Yeah. I would love to see that develop into a uh, all Mark Swayman situation because that's clearly working out in Boston right now. That's uh a very big part of their success that I'm not sure gets talked about enough with the poster knocks of it all. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously that guy's just a, he's a fucking maniac, but yeah. Yeah. I no, like, there's I like this karma from Gar. 
I have zero issue with Dev going down. He's a total pro and it will excel down there and dominate just like he has at every level he has played at. Um, I agree. Like, you know, he'll take this in stride. He will. He, again, at the end of the day, he's a professional. We learned that when we had him on with us, how well-spoken he was. He, you know, the way he's speaking, he's more mature. He's mature beyond his years. And just all the, the goofy rumors you heard about him coming out of college, it's all true. How seriously he takes his game. Like if you listen to his spit and chicklets interview, like he, you know, when he can't, when, when he couldn't practice, when he was hurt earlier this season, he was practicing with his VR setup in his house. You know, he was still taking pucks. He's still probably going to do it. He still does that. Like he really truly believes. Uh, and he plays with a, a certain confidence that you don't really see with kids his age, you know, especially goaltenders like that next puck mentality. Like he doesn't let goals linger. He doesn't let a bad game linger. He, he's going to, he's going to, you know, learn from this and he's going to come back a much better version of himself. Yeah. I mean, I don't really see it as a demotion to be completely honest. I just think he just needs a different work assignment for a while. Uh, you know, it's more of a, it's not even a demotion. I, I'm, I'm calling it a training program before he takes over uh, management of the crease going forward. Uh, yeah. I just think he needs to, uh, I just think he needs to cut his teeth and I, you know, I, I'm happy that there's a system in place where you can do it still face some pro level shots because like, you know, the AHL isn't full of, you know, just a bunch of bums that there are a lot of incredibly talented players, you know, trying to make their mark, make that next step into the show. I mean, Kent Johnson's inexplicably in the NHL or AHL right now. Or yep. He has a first round pick. Z- first yeah. Round. Zero reason for that makes yeah. no sense. Like you know, Savoy right? still in juniors. Yes, yeah, Savoy still. Shane Wright's in the AHL. You know, Kulik and Rosean were just there. Like, there are people who can rip them with the best of them. And Levi is going to be facing the overwhelming yeah. majority of those shots. And I, I like say it. more power to him. I like this comment from Trevor here, front of the program. UPL playing up his game against top-tier teams like Colorado and New York Rangers is a boost. He just can't play down to lesser competition like we've seen in the past. Like, like Just like I said a little while ago. Be consistent no matter who it is that's shooting on you. But you also need your team in front of you to play like they did last night on a consistent basis. It's just the way it is. I mean, consistency is a top-to-bottom problem for this team. It's, you know, know, you you need every player to win, and it takes every player to lose. You you can't play 20 minutes of hockey. You can't play 40 minutes of hockey. It's a 60-minute game. Show up when it starts. Stay till the end. And as they keep saying, just play your game and good things are going to happen more often than not. You might get outclassed here and there, but you know, yep. it's, it's those few games this year where they were getting, you know, dog walked, but also just kind of gave up on the fight. Those were the ones that made me so angry because those were the games like four or five years ago where it's just like, they know they're out and they're just, they, they're just waiting for the clock to reach zero. They just don't care. Yeah. Whereas in years, you know, these past couple of years as you know, some of these young kids have been developing, you know, Dylan Cousins and whatnot, yeah. you know, you'd still be losing games, but you're in it the yeah. whole time. You are playing like your life depends on the, that next shift. Agreed. And, you know, win or lose, pretty or ugly, you're going down to the – you're playing to the last fucking millisecond. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's what we've come to respect is that they're not going to just lay down and die anymore. So those couple of games this year where that did happen, it it didn't sit right with me. So yeah, it's just I mean consistency's it's a top to bottom thing. You know everybody's got to be 
everybody's got to be on the same page. Everybody has to come to play. Everyone's got to come to fucking win. Yep. Because that's the only thing, you know, I don't want to hear about moral victories. I don't want to hear about finding a rhythm. I don't want to hear about any of these fucking pretty little phrases. The only thing that matters right now is W's. You've yep. got enough. You got enough W's right now to be a 500 team, but 500 teams don't make the playoffs. That's the goal. Yep. Uh, a couple of playoffs, win a game, yep. <laughs> one game, please, just one Great. game, just one game. God fucking damn it, just one game in the playoffs, just win. A couple of good comments here from Guy. We know the D zone problem. What the D zone problems are. I look forward to him playing with decent decor in Rochester. He will dominate in Rochester and force his way back into the Sabres lineup. I do agree with that. At some point, I think he will. And he'll he'll make himself eligible for Rochester in the playoffs by being down there uh, in case the Sabre season doesn't go the way we want it. And at least he can lead them to a Calder cup. That'd be awesome. Cause I think he would, uh, I think he would give that team the best chance they have to win a championship without a doubt. Um, if the Sabres don't end, end up making the playoffs. Um, and then uh, also from Gara, I want 100% faith in Levi to become a one a here uh, someday. Um, and then from Matt, what D-man would you want for me? It would be Brady, uh, Sky, Big Mobile, and Aware, or Pesci uh, out of ca- ca- uh, Carolina. That'd be great too, Brett Pesci. Um, both of those would be great, great options in terms of finding a true blue chip second line pairing guy. Especially, uh, you know, I know we have we have some depth now in the blue line, depending on how much you want to rank those guys that you have in terms of depth, how good they are, and how how beneficial it is to have them in the lineup. But, you know, you have a guy like Samuelson who gets hurt often. It wouldn't be a bad idea to be able to have Ryan Johnson maybe in your bottom pair. Just, not, not saying I want him. I want him up with Owen Power. But if you were to bring up a guy that can play with Owen Power that's more seasoned than Ryan Johnson, how good is it to have that guy on your third pairing that can come in in a moment's notice and play with Owen or play with Darlene? Like that, or maybe it's Sammy that goes down to the third pairing. Who knows? Finding a guy like that would be great, and I think it'd be beneficial to this team. I think it should be the number one thing on Kevin's Adams to do list from right now to the end of the, uh, to the deadline is finding a blue chip defenseman. Finally, yeah, I'm not sure if he's quite a blue chip, but I uh, I wouldn't mind uh, trying to take a flyer on Zadorov if he's trying to yep. uh, get himself out of Calgary. There, Zadorov, you we know how hard that guy hits. We know he's yeah. not. A, we know. Look, here's one thing about. With Zadorov, the shit that happens in front of our net won't happen in front of our net when he's on the ice. That's for sure. Absolutely not. And if not you want to, our goalies are getting abused, but they get screened a lot. They, you know, our goalies don't see a ton of pucks on on the normal. You know what I mean? Like they, they, they're trying to see the puck through a lot of screens. It's tough to track pucks when you have that many bodies in front of you. I'll tell you right now, when Zadorov's on the ice, those bodies are getting moved. He ain't gonna be puck watching. He's gonna be moving bodies. Yeah, uh, if you want to find a guy who plays the game in a radically, like, the polar opposite style of Ona Power, it's Zadorov. Yeah. So if you want the epitome of a good cop, bad cop pairing, mm-hmm. it's Power and Zadorov. And okay. I, would, I, I would love it. Yeah. And I don't and know, then, maybe, just maybe, Zadorov could finally teach Owen Power how to throw one hit. I truly, here's the thing. My, my final thought is you don't even need Owen Power. I've said this 100 times. You don't need no Owen Power to throw big hits. Just play like you're six foot six. Box people out, you know, force your will on people. When you're standing next to a guy in front of the net, it's not even just tying up the stick or being knowing that that guy's there and being aware that he's there. Tie up the stick and just lean into him. You lean into him, a guy, more times than not, 99% of the time, 
Owen Power is the biggest guy on the ice. Most yep. 90% of the time. All he's got to do is lean into these guys. Lean into them, tie up their stick, take them out of the play. It's literally all he's got to do. You don't have to lay – I'm not even asking for big hits because I know yeah. that's not his style. That's what I want out of him. That's what I need on a more consistent basis. Just not getting caught watching pucks and – you just take yourself out of the play essentially. Cause if you're not blocking that shot or taking that pass away, cause you're watching the puck, guess what? You're leaving somebody wide open or somebody you're giving somebody an opportunity to have a scoring opportunity. So yeah. that's just my, that's just my point uh, opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, I do agree. He's, I mean, every single defenseman on the team is guilty of puck watching here and there, but it does kind of seem to, I, I it just does seem to happen to Owen power a little bit more often this year. Yes. Uh, you know, again, I'm just, just it's just what I'm seeing. I'm sure. And again, I'm, I'm I'm not a guy that only watches the watches the game using the eye test only, and I don't watch it just through bar graphs. I kind of incorporate. I like to let analytics inform what my eyes tell me, rather yeah. than let yeah, the bar graphs. You know, I guess you know, you know, basically like we're not here to shit on analytics, but at the same breath, yeah. it's like yeah, I no, I, yeah, no, I'm definitely not shooting on analytics. I I I think that both schools of yeah. thought should be you know you can't just watch with the eye alone because you're just going to see a goalie get scored up you know four goals go in and you're going to say that goalie's bad and not realize that so much more is happening to make that happen there's three things but that went wrong before that puck went in the net exactly know, and you can't but you and, and, yeah. and personally i think you can't blame any three of your goaltenders for the way their season has gone this year and if you do you don't know what you're watching you really don't you just don't know puck yeah, so a uh, couple last comments here we got here from Gar. OP needs another offseason in the weight room. I It took Dahl a couple years to fill out so that he could play physical. Yeah, I agree. Like, And, again, Dahling is an overly physical, violent defenseman. He can be when he wants to be. But, like, he just plays big. He plays much bigger. He plays with speed. And he is, hands down, our best all-around defenseman. There is zero debating that right now. Zero debating Oh yeah, without a doubt. But I mean, yeah, Darlene was definitely a little bit more of a a shy, reserved guy. I mean, he also came in hella young, so yep, he had man. so much and he had, had so a, much more of a learning curve against him than like a guy like Owen Power who could actually like have time to develop as an eighteen and nineteen year old rather than just like yeah, you're literally the only good thing we've got. Congratulations, you're in the show. Same thing we did to Casey. It didn't yep. really work out that great for either one of them. Uh, but you know, they figured it, it took a little longer, but they, they've clearly both figured it out. So I don't know, maybe Owen just needs a little bit, just some, a little extra right. time just to, just to get that swagger, just to get, you know, remind himself that yeah. he is, he is going to be an elite defenseman for years to come. Right. And, you know, sometimes he can just, uh, he can just get in someone's way and just like, just do that thing where he just stops moving to just let somebody run into him, just fall up, you know, yeah, trying to drive your car through a tree, see what happens. You're gonna ruin your car. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much left, um, but I do want to remind everybody this has been brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, uh, Western New York's premier market and tap room with over 300 beers to choose from, and of course, open seven days a week from 11:30 a.m. till 10:30 p.m. and later. Live music, entertainment, and trivia at all of their locations and they're always supporting local causes. Um, I believe it's on December 19th. Maybe they're doing some, it might, I might be, uh, uh, I might be, um, 
inaccurate on the date, but um, they are doing a dog ugly sweater party at their Wurlitzer location for charity, like a dog event, a dog adoption event. So make sure you check them out. Make sure you go check out their beer at their 24 beers of Christmas advent calendar while supplies last. Uh, they have beautiful, beautiful handmade ornaments. Go check those out as well at, at uh, fattybeer.com. Fatty Beer on both Instagram and Twitter. We're always sharing their content. Pick up one of these awesome hoodies. Uh, very comfy uh, and very, very well priced. And of course, Buffalo Go, uh, Buffalo's best spot for your Bills, Sabres, Bisons, Bandits, and any, honestly, any uh, local business. Uh, the Buffalo Logo is always supporting uh, with their apparel, whether it's a shirt, a hat, a hoodie. Uh, go check them out. Their blue collar line is fantastic. They just rolled that out this past week, along with their collaboration with Brother Bill. I think it's the bleach, uh, the bleacher slappers club uh, shirt, which is pretty cool. Uh, go check them out. <clears throat> Buffalo go co on Instagram and Twitter and at Buffalo go.com. Um, with that being said, Steve, thank you for your making your triumphant return for tonight's episode. Yeah, um, I can't stress enough. And for those of you who are interested in who is playing that beautiful music at the start and end of every episode, that is producer Steve's band snake land. You can find them on where? Where can you find them, Steve? You can you can find us freaking everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, wherever you listen to music, we're there. Snake Land. The album was Pan American, came out this past July. And uh I think it's all right. I think I it's pretty good. Too. <laughs> we're about to hear one of the singles from that album. This is the new adult contemporary uh from Snake Land. Steve, thanks again. This has been episode 145, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company and Buffalo Go. We will talk to you guys tomorrow night uh, in the post game uh, on online will listen. So until then, boys and girls, we'll see you later. You have a fantastic night. And of course, happy freaking holidays.
I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.